the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. FM 96.1. North County. AM 1170. San Diego. The Answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm not exactly sure what's happened in San Diego, if this shooting is something that's happening right now at the convention center. But I got to tell you, it is something to see the police having to hold back a German shepherd that is just eyeing a dude on the ground like he's a pork chop. Okay, you know how much I love my dogs. <laughs> so um, I'm going to have to have my man here do a little research and see what's going on with that, as well as the shooting that's happening in Beverly Hills, because we want to, if there's anything major happening, uh, we want to keep you guys abreast of it every night of the week, whether it is Friday Eve, whether, hey, Jesus. <laughs> whether it's Friday Eve or not. Glad to have you guys with us tonight. We've got so much to talk about. Can y'all tell I'm in a good mood? I'm actually going to start off tonight's show with a, with a little a breaking piece of good news for you guys tonight because we've got so much, obviously, that we, we give it to y'all real here, okay? We give it to you raw and straight up, and sometimes things look bleak, and we got we to give it to you straight. We don't do the Pollyanna propaganda push here. Uh, but when we've got good news to share, we want to do that as well because we, we know that there's always good things happening. Uh, 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in we've got back um after uh it's been it's been a while since he's been on the show but tom del Bacaro's back he's one of the people leading the recall against gavin newsom and of course nationally newsolini is making news today and i gotta i gotta imagine that a whole lot of his moves like trying to ease up restrictions in 77 counties he's worked some kind of deal for high school sports man dude is working deals all over the place i think to try to avoid the recall and tom dell will be here and to give you an update on the recall efforts and how that's looking as well as maybe we'll get him to hold over and talk to us about this hr1 bill that has passed in the house and whether or not it will pass in the senate and basically we don't need to I've, I've gone into the details of this before we might hit on some of the high points today but basically everything that happened in the 2020 election that allowed theft to occur is about to be codified into law and basically making it a centralized, uh, you know, uh, uh, formally making it a nationwide program instead of them having to do it at the state level everywhere. So we got to get into that and more. 888-344-1170. Joining me now, as always, is my man, DJ Potato Skins. 
Today, I'm proud to announce one of the most important deals in the history of U.S. industries. My administration has reached a historic agreement with a great American DJ. DJ. Still making deals, even when he's not currently the active president. It's a pleasure to always, you know, try and shine the light out here to the people in San Diego. Andrea, I have to tell you, I think Gavin is uh, King Newsom quaking in his boots. Yeah, Mussolini. What, 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 what was the end result for Mussolini himself? I think Mussolini <laughs> is seeing some writing on the walls here. Because okay. until this recall gained serious steam, he didn't do one thing that was for the benefit of the people of California. Well, no, everything that he did was about sucking up the power for himself. I mean, he bragged and said that, yeah, you know, I, this COVID stuff has given me an opportunity to get some programs done that I've been trying to get done for years. Flat I mean, out said it. He, yeah, he said it. He's, he's used this as an excuse to push their Marxist agenda. At the expense of literally the lives of business owners, children who have killed themselves, uh, increase in, in uh, drug abuse and on and on and on. And so it's absolutely, I think the recall is going to happen, but we're going to stay tuned because after the first break, Tom Delbacar will be here to give an update on it. I, I think many people are uh, taking their foot off the gas in terms of supporting it because they think it's a done deal. And we want to make sure you have the latest information as to where it legit stands. And then if it's... It does happen what needs to happen from there and how we need to support it but i got to get into some good news first my man because you know that one of the topics that is most of high point to me personally as well as politically and i think is such a, a bigger a bigger tool that the left is using to completely destroy America. If they can get this over on America, then we're pretty much done because we know that the cultural Marxist movement is about destroying the fabric of a society. It's, it started with breaking apart marriages and then, you know, have as many kids as you want. You don't even need a baby daddy in their lives and, you know, abortion and small and steps all here the, and there, small steps, death by a thousand cuts. And now we're at a point to where not only is there no male or female, they're literally recruiting children as young as three years old for the transgender movement, which is I, I had a, a psychiatrist come at me on Instagram and tell me that I need to stop referencing it as a Joseph Mangala level uh, medical experimentation on children. I'm not going to back off from this. Okay. What else would you call it? Y- y- there's no other way to call it. We're, we're talking about the mutilation of children's bodies. We're talking about, first of all, ch- abusing their little psyches to try, literally going into schools to try to convince them. Uh, you know, you know that there, we, we talked about this a million times with Bob Walters about the California, um, I can't remember now what they called it, the something curriculum to where literally they're using a book that's from a website that, that, that sells pornographic underwear to little kids uh, i'm not even going to get into that um it w- th- then using excerpts from that book to literally tell kindergartners that there's 30 something genders and this is a, this is because they know that the transgender movement in part because they know that the transgender movement doesn't th- doesn't really have enough members within it to really to really be to amass enough of them together that they've got to actually go and recruit members for the team so we've got so fast forward breaking news today which i think is incredibly 
really good news for this country. And I think that we need to highlight this. We need to be pushing other states to do the same. Alabama state senators approved a bill this week that would ban hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and surgery for transgender youth under the age of 19. Good for Alabama. And I like the fact that they chose the age 19. You're technically not fully formed emotionally, mentally. But you're an adult. Until until 25. But, you know, at least get past 18. And quite frankly, if you're 19 years old as as a male, uh, you're really about the emotional equivalent of of a woman, a girl at 12. (laughs) <laughs> no offense. The legislation entitled the Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act. This is one name of an act that I actually think makes sense. It passed the state Senate 23 to 4 on Tuesday. I want to know who these Bama people are, I, who who the four in Alabama who voted against this. And so it's now going to go to the state House of Representatives for approval. If it passes, violators would be subject to up to 10 years in prison or a fine of up to $15,000. It should be both. For this, um, the sponsor of this, uh, Shay Shellnut. <laughs> your, your last name's Shellnut, and you're naming your kid Shay. I mean, come on now, Shay Shellnut. <laughs> Don't make me giggle in the middle of this important story. <laughs> it's, it's been a long week, hasn't it, kids? <laughs> anyway, um, he sponsored the bill. It would also require school staff. <laughs> You might have Still to hung up on the name. <laughs> it would also require school staff to tell parents when a quote a minor's perception that his or her gender is inconsistent with his or her sex. Uh, the the opponents to this say this is horrible that this would basically out transgender students. How would it out them? What they're saying here is the kids already outed to the school and to other people. Maybe we need to let the parents in on this so that they can have a say so and they can have some involvement. Uh, basically, what the left is upset about is with this bill is in part is that it takes the per, it, it takes the per parenting away from the state and puts it back with the parents. OK, That's the way it should be. Um, shall not when I. <laughs> Do I need to read the story? <laughs> he went on. To, I have no idea why this is. It's the week. So it's the long it week. Is. I'm so sorry. This is Coke, by the way. Diet Coke. Uh, children aren't mature enough to make these decisions on surgeries and drugs. The whole point is to protect kids. Absolutely. Um, there are about eight other um, states that are currently looking to do this. Only eight. Only eight. We have should be fifty. It would don't don't we have don't we have the vast majority of state legislators legislation legislators uh, are Republican, aren't they? How is this only at eight? Because you know what? Because Republicans are so scared to touch any of these social. This is the most winnable social justice warrior issue that we could win. These are the ones they should be touching. Yeah, you want to know why? Because hashtag science. You, we need to be telling people, you don't get to change science at whim. You're the same people that are coming to us and telling us that climate change is, is a settled science when it's absolutely not. But yet you're pushing the fact that five-year-olds can, can not only can you change your sex, but that five-year-olds should be allowed to do it. And here's the stupidity of this. And, and one of the ways in which it's so easily refutable. The same Democrats are saying that a four-year-old ought to be able to make a life-altering permanent decision to mutilate their bodies. Sick. Right now they've got this HR1 where they want to make 16 year olds able to vote well if you you know well if a 16 year old can vote and if a five-year-old can 
change their sex and permanently mutilate their bodies, then why aren't, why isn't HR one allowing five year olds to vote? No difference. I mean, it's just it, it, this is this is literal insanity, and the republic and it's easily winnable uh, by the Republicans. Of course, the I think the ACLU said it runs counter to medical science. What did I just say? Science ain't changing. There is male and there is female. You know, the two biggest um, issues, Andrea, that, that, that are at the, the, the core of this fight for the, the, what we stand for here in America is this one and the election fraud and everything else yes. besides these two things doesn't matter at this point. Well, because this is this is the crux of it. It's one thing to go uh, from Roe v. Wade, where at the time uh, people thought that it was literally clump of cells. We didn't have the science. We didn't really know as much as we know now. And now it's progressed to where outside of the womb, then it got to where it's late term abortion. And now we've got children being literally, uh, you know, recruited to to be mutilated and have their souls murdered. Because let me tell you, I was this child. I was this child. I had somebody come at me as a psychiatrist, come at me and tell me, why are you so angry about this? You need to check your anger about this story. No, I'm not going to check my anger on this. Because this is this is politicians literally murdering, assassinating the souls of children for political power. That's what it's about. And then they want to couch it and say crap like it runs counter to medical science and 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 it in basic human dignity. There's no human dignity. In any of this is done. But let me tell you, you get, you get into adulthood and you want to, you want to cut off your beanstalk and, and change your name from, from Steve to Sally. I don't care as long as I don't have to pay for it. But, and, and you know what? I'll even call you Sally. I might even give you a tip on how to put some lashes on, but I'm not going to tell you you're a woman. I'm not going to do that. And I should have the, uh, and I should have the right, by the way, to not have to encounter you in a restroom. I should have the right, by the way, to not not have to hire you if you look uh, in a way or, uh, you know, that, that doesn't work with my company profile. I'm past the point of a break and we want to bring in Tom Debacar to move on uh, to talk about the recall. So stay tuned. We will bring in Tom next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Super glad to be with you guys tonight. As you can tell, I'm in a weird mood tonight. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging in there with me during my little giggle fest. It's got to be the long week. Oh, it's been a crazy long week. And uh, I reached out to an old friend of mine to have him come on tonight because he always brings some sanity to every topic. And speaking of sanity, he's working to restore it here in the state of California by leading the Recall Gavin Newsom campaign. Of course, I'm talking about... Tom Delbacaro. Hey, Tom, welcome back to the show. Hey, great to be on. How have you been? I've been good. You know what? I can't talk about your bachelor eligibility like I usually do because I might then be accused of quomosexual harassment. So... People will have to people will have to get the deets on you and your personal life on your Facebook. I know I've been curled up in a corner because I saw a cover of a Dr. Seuss book, so I don't really know (laughs) if I can handle it. You know what? Maybe this is why I'm in such a giggly mood tonight because it's like it's either laugh or just like curl up in a ball, Tom Delbacaro. I mean, it's one thing the cancel culture of you know taking somebody down because they dared to you know um, say they're you know, 
pro-traditional marriage or something. But now we got Mr. Potato Head being degendered, you know, Dr. Seuss being, I didn't bring you on to even talk about cancel culture, but it, I mean, it have, it, it's, it's really gone like insane. It is. And this is a, a total degeneration really starting from the 60s where every traditional value, every, you know, America is a good place has been under attack. It's under attack in our schools every single day. Capitalists and business people are bad. Government is good. And this is why so many of our 35 and unders are so miseducated and don't understand reality. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, look, it hurts the country. You can't destroy the family and then wonder why children have difficult are having difficulty in in a you know unmoored boat in a sea of confusion. Yeah. And then, of course, but and, and I think the Democrats are happy for that, because then what you have is you have people who are unable to keep a job and therefore dependent yeah. on the state. Right. Or, exactly. you know, or, or they or they're able to get through college and now they, got, they owe two hundred thousand dollars for a degree that's worthless because there's no jobs left for that. Um, we uh, story getting back to what, really what I brought you on for today. I first thought about bringing you on because there was um, uh, we uh, there was a gas station in L.A. and one of the lower income areas that I think is five dollars and twenty seven cents a gallon of gas. It's obscene. And, and this energy policy policy, this whole green new energy thing, I guarantee you. is hurting the poor the most. Because they have to drive the most to their jobs if they have them. And gas is a higher degree of their or a higher percentage of their income than, say, mine. Mm-hmm. Why only have to drive five miles to work? Mm-hmm. And, and I can afford other things based on how my, you know, my life has been very fortunate. I've worked a little, too. But these policies and, and the indifference, I talked about this on I know you don't want to hear this out loud, Fox Business. <sighs> Ciao. You know, um. just just think about these policies where you had Biden say co-workers should learn how to write code for tech companies. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then Jennifer Granholm, who's the head of the energy department, said the miners should go mine. I want you to think about this. It is unbelievable. They want to put this woman in charge. And, and you know what? I know her. I've been on I used to go on her show frequently. But think about this. She said the coal miners should go and mine the stuff that they make batteries out of. I'm sorry. <laughs> how many lithium? How many lithium mines are in the United States? A and B. That's all done by strip mining, which is so destructive, where they essentially tear down a mountain. Right. So, so this, is, this is how insensitive they are. They're going to hurt the poor the most. They're not, we have to go back into the Paris Accord when we have been reducing ours. And we, just a report came out that every 16 days, China puts out more pollution than Australia does in a year. Wow. But China's not going to have to change their behavior. 
It's ridiculous. Uh, this this gas, um, I'm not exactly sure, and I'm not an energy expert in, in on on all things related to. I may come out of Louisiana, but you know, I and I I, I knew people who worked on rigs, but that didn't mean I know a whole lot about that that particular industry. So a lot of people are shocked that it has spiked the degree that it has gas prices in the first month, and some people aren't sure how much of that is state policy versus federal policy. How much? How much can we blame Gavin Newsom for that? (laughs) Well, there's multiple things going on in California. First of all, in January, the winter prices should be less than the summer prices. In the summer prices in California, there's a requirement for an additional additive that adds a a fair amount uh, each year, 20, 30 cents to the gallon. But we should have low prices right now. There's multiple things going on. Yes, California and government gets the largest share, whereas your average gas station owner gets two cents a gallon. The government gets 60 to 90, depending on the situation. But there's several things going on here. Yes, the world economy is recovering. And so there's greater worldwide demand, which means that prices would rise to reflect that greater demand. However, the world also knows that the United States is naturally or unilaterally surrendering its self, uh, its independence mm-hmm. from foreign oil, and therefore they expect the U.S. to produce less and for others to turn to Russia and the like. So prices are naturally going to rise because they expect less American output in the future, and that is 100% Biden's the, the, I can't say Biden's fault because I don't even know if he knows it. He don't know I where mean, he is. Uh, okay, it's so pretty, it might not be that bad, but it's pretty bad. So, regardless, we so we don't know necessarily how much Newsom is to blame for five dollars a gallon, but we know that he's to blame for millions of people being completely economically destroyed here in the state of California. Kids destroyed with these shutdowns, um, the, all the all the mandates involved in that to the point to where I know that a lot of Democrats are just as much wanting him replaced uh, as Republicans are. Give us the state of where we're at with the recall. Okay, so it's a very bipartisan movement. We have gone over 1.9 million signatures uh, with about eight days, nine days to go to the final, because what happens is, is is we have to collect all these signatures and turn them into the 58 registrars. So if you haven't signed yet, your time to do that is really including your mailing the next four days. Go to rescuecalifornia.org, download the petition, sign it, get a couple other signatures. Even if you sign it, do it it again, download it again, and get some others to sign. But we are going to come very close because of the amazing work of Recall Gavin 2020 and my PAC rescuecalifornia.org and my other pack by the way CA Revival has now donated I think $91,000 to the recall or $97,000 I'm not really sure right now but the point is we want to hit 2 million because we can't trust the counting going on 100% now there's Uh, it it needs a million five right so the goal is to get to two Yes, okay. because that's a 25% failure rate, which is a historic normal amount. Now, so far, the registrars around the state, the failure rate is around 165 
but we don't we don't want to take any risk. We expect right. that to go down. And so that's why we're pushing much higher. Okay. So then what happens? Okay. So then, by the way, my Rescue California PAC has in-kind donated to the to the campaign over $2.7 million. Wow. So the two PACs I chaired combined, it's $2.8 million that we have donated towards this effort. Ah, so then... It closes on the 17th. They start, they finish the counting. They've counted about half of them so far. They'll finish the rest. And then there's a, there's a period of time where you can retract your signature. Not likely, right? Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in the May time frame, maybe early uh, June, it's going to get certified, and then a, an election is going to be called for 60 to 80 days out, somewhere in August, September. Okay. I had John Cox on, I think it was last week or the week before, and I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. With all the concerns around election integrity, what measures do you know of that the Republican Party is taking to ensure that uh, any election is going to be valid? I mean, Newsom's already said that he wants to you know, use the same playbook involved in 2020 with using these mail-in ballots and all the ballot harvesting and all that, and, you know, everything you can read about in Time magazine that they did to steal whatever you know the election in 2020 whether you think it was officially stolen or not you can't have any intellectual integrity and think that there was integrity in the election what's the republican party doing to ensure election integrity andrea i can't believe you think there's voter fraud (laughs) i know crazy right you know i i must say i laugh my head off whenever i hear that there's been voter fraud in chicago for seven decades, and the Democrats want you to believe that it couldn't find its way three mm-hmm. hours north to Milwaukee. Right. Anyway, don't get me started on that. And it's a good question and an important question. But remember this. Despite what you just said, Republicans recovered four House seats in California. And the big tax increase went down. Cashless bail went down. And so did uh, trying to drive Uber out. So it's still possible in this state. We at RescueCalifornia.org are going to continue to raise money and, and put together a team, an election integrity team, along with we call Gavin 2020. And we'll have to see what the state party does. So we are not walking away and just saying, okay, we qualified it. See you later. Well, the, I, I know that you're not, but the fact that you can't tell me right now that this, um, uh, the head of the Republican Party is not already reached out to you well, is not already. I don't know their plans. They, we haven't, we haven't had that meeting yet. We've been solely focused. I know you have. I, my point is, to me, that the that the Republican Party has not already contacted you and other people involved in, in this recall, not actually already. When the Republican Party got together this past weekend or two ago, whenever it was, the fact that that, that should have been number one. 
uh, should have been a number one issue at, at the California Republican annual meeting that took place. That should have been the number one issue that they talked about because it doesn't matter who you're going to put on on the campaign if if the fix is in. And yes, I know that we had a red wave, uh, you know, in terms of propositions going down, um, but that doesn't mean that Gavin Newsom and the Democrat Party are not prepared to take measures to ensure that you know uh, they do what they need to do. We're, to, we're to not touching them. We're going to get. We're going to continue to go forward. Uh, the state party did give us, I think, one hundred twenty-five thousand uh, last week towards this effort. But we're going to keep pushing. You can be sure. All righty. Well, Tom, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Tell everybody one more time where they can go. Everybody, you need to, uh, even if you've signed the petition, download it and get others to sign it. Where can they get it? RescueCalifornia.org. RescueCalifornia.org. Really easy to remember. Tom Dell, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Take good care, my friend. All right. uh, Stay tuned. Speaking of uh, election fraud, I got a couple of stories that I found today that nobody else is really talking about. Did you guys know that there is there is currently a, a, a district seat of the House of Representatives that the Democrats are currently trying to steal from a Republican? We're going to talk about it when we come back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, I don't know. We're going into Friday. Um, you're you're going to be taking off and doing whatever it is you're going to be doing this weekend. You were going to go camping. I was, but okay. uh, you know, I'm I'm tired and I need to recharge the batteries, and I don't want uh, I don't want some work. So uh, um, not doing that. Okay. So um, does that mean that you're going to be watching the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview with Oprah Sunday night? No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I'd rather go to China and have to be swabbed. If you notice that story, did you hear they're they're going to require an anal swab? I did. I just heard that today. <laughs> Steve Dace today was so funny. I I love him. I'm you know I, I I shouldn't be propping up his show here because he ain't paying me to do it. Uh, but he referred to HR one as the anal swab bill because that's because <laughs> that's really what's going to happen to America. And you know what? I'm laughing, but seriously. You know, um, if they they've passed it in the House, I'm, I'm going to ask you again. I asked you before. I'm hearing a lot yeah. of people say even Charlie Kirk thinks that there's a couple of Democrats in the Senate that are, that are going to stop this. I'm having a hard time believing that. I, I think that that I think that they know that they're not going to get everything. I think the Democrats know that they've got some they can go to Republicans behind the scenes and say, look. You know, we're going to ram this thing through. We're going to get rid of the filibuster and we'll ram it through using Kamala unless you agree to give us a few of these. Because, see, they're always playing a long game and they're content to get three items out of 20 because they know that eventually they'll get 20. So I predict that they work with a few Republicans, the Ben Sasses, the Lindsey Grahams, the John Cornyns. I mean, you got to you got to think about it this way. We've got Republicans that when uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa activists were burning down cities, churches, businesses, beating business owners over the head with two by fours, literally uh, in. Injuring 700 cops along the way that when you've got Republicans that decide to respond with a bill, the Juneteenth 
bill, then you've got then you've got some Republicans you can bring to your side with the insanity that is centralizing our elections. And when I read, there's an article. I think you you presented it to me. Left it here. Which one? It is. Um, it was written by um, a Republican out of, out of Tennessee, Representative Scott uh, Desjardins, um, how H.R. 1 changed the rules to win the game. And it's eight pages. And I mean, there's some good points in here that he's got, but it's like it's too much in the weeds. You, you know, it should be. No, this is unconstitutional. It should period be done at the issue. states, period. This is where the Republicans always go wrong. They validate somebody's crap, whether it's a false accusation against Republicans that if you want to enforce and seal the border, you hate brown people. Oh, no, I don't hate brown people. Let me show you how much I'm not a racist against Latinas. Let me sign on to the Dream Racks. It's no. We're a nation of laws. This is it. Boom. Done. You know what, what's sad, Andrea, with as big as this is, every single Republican should be standing out there every day saying we're not signing on. Right. They should be they should be on the steps of the Capitol right now. Do your six foot distancing and mask if, if you want to do that. But saying, no, this is unconstitutional. We don't have that. We've got, we've got Mike Pence coming out after the fact saying, you know, this is, you know, breaching. That made me sick. Yeah. And you know what? No, man. That's too late. Marsha Blackburn today tweeting out, uh, you know, her concerns. Don't don't use the C word. Your concerns in November. Well, yeah. When fact, she was one of the people that promised that she was going to contest the electoral votes for certain states uh, that had violated the Constitution, going outside of state legislators to change the rules to give it to the Dems. And then she used what happened at January 6th as an excuse, excuse, pulling a speech out of her pocket that looked like it had been, you know, rewritten times over the course of six weeks prior preparing to give the give the speech uh that that because of what happened on Jan- you know at the at the capitol she she couldn't contest the electoral as though anything that happened at the capitol was related whatsoever to what happened on the ground in the elections it's crap this is so rhino establishment is such a rhino establishment move right to do nothing republicans never use their power to advance conservatism or stop the tyranny this is why we have five-year-olds being recruited into trans genderism this is why we have illegals at the border wearing biden t-shirts and being housed in high-rises in san diego this is why we have the anal swab bill about to do cement forever permanently make making democrats in power because we've got republicans that don't use the power when they have it flashback to when george w bush was president who remembers that he actually had both houses of Congress and the presidency? What was advanced from a conservative standpoint? I was just about to ask that. Nothing. He didn't use his power to do anything but drag us into endless wars with no no plan for victory. And laughed when people were like, "Well, what you doing to catch Osama bin Laden? He's in the hills, uh, uh, you know, on on a border over there of Afghanistan." You know, over there, he's he's in a hill. Oh, you know, ha ha ha! I don't even really think much about Osama bin Laden. You know, people really need to to get it straight. This HR one goes through. It does We're not done. matter if you put Trump up in twenty four. No, we're not winning. No, what are you what are you going to do to stop it after the after they've done after they've done this and then they've sent it to the Supreme Court to have Amy, Amy Coney Barrett solidify it? What 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 do you, what's going to happen then? You're gonna you're gonna do what? It's now the law. Just like the Civil Rights Act, you know what? What you know? Once you made it possible to where everybody who's an American citizen over the age of eighteen can vote, there was no further caveats, no further language, nothing else that had anything to do with elections should have been mentioned. 
Done. Just like women's suffrage, women are allowed to vote. Okay, done. We don't need to now say, you know, uh, we need to make it easy for a woman if Aunt Irma's come to visit. It's that time of her month. So, you know, the, this this restriction here, we need to revisit whether or not this, this election rule here is going to make it hard for a woman to go and vote that day. This is insane. And, That's why and, I think you're right. They're going to go to, they, they know they're going to lose a couple of Democrat votes, but they're going to work with the Republicans they know they can nab. Exactly. And the Republicans will justify, you know, going along with some of this stuff um, because you know what? They're obviously in, in with it or they wouldn't have they wouldn't have certified. They wouldn't have certified everything that's in this H.R. one is exactly what happened in all the contested states. And let me tell you, it also happened in Mississippi. A judge in Mississippi ordered a new runoff election. For a local election in Aberdeen, after more than three quarters of absentee ballots cast in June in the Democrat runoff election were found to be invalid. But Andrea, there's no fraud. Right. Um, And the notary involved in the election was arrested because uh, the judge ruled that 66 of 84 absentee ballots that were cast in the election, around 78 percent, should have never been counted. Um, The um, Republican. Yeah. I can't, I can't read the names here. Um, anyway, um, basically, uh, I, I don't remember the name. Of, well, I don't remember the names of the candidates, the Republican or the Democrat. I don't see that here, but it doesn't really matter. You know, you know what happened. We had a Democrat notary public who what's supposed to happen as the judge goes in and discuss it. There's supposed to be an envelope. You vote, you fold the ballot, you put it in an envelope, you lick the, the, the flap, sign across the flap. Then a notary signs basically certifying the election. And if that's happening at the small scale, right. imagine at the presidential scale. Of course. So this woman, this, this, um, you know, notary, um, she's asked to go to the home of an older woman, Lady Garth, uh, to correct the woman's father's absentee ballot. In other words, this notary is supposed to go and do what? This is called ballot curing, to go fix somebody's vote that shouldn't have been counted in the first place. And then while she's there, the notary certifies a bunch of absentee ballots that were not certifiable. And it, in, in, in the end, it gave it to um, a Democrat whose name I don't see here. Uh, so now the judge has called for a new for a new uh, for a new election. Yeah, you magnified. This is exactly the same kind of crap that happened in Michigan. This no is different. what happened in Arizona. This is what happened in Pennsylvania. This is what happened in Georgia. In fact, this is the kind of thing that happened where we had a Republican governor in Georgia cooking up a plan to do something similar to this. In, in, in Georgia with, with Stacey Abrams, one of the main pieces of evidence that we had nationally at all these different contested states was the fact that we had no rejection rate anymore because ballots that were not legitimate ballots were counted. Um, and the Democrats are now complaining, well, wait a second. You know, this, this changes the results. If we don't allow, we had, um, we had, um, um, one per one, you know, um, they counted one. Basically, I don't have the details on it. I can't read it. I need because I need reading glasses. 
Basically, in addition to her certifying a bunch that she didn't witness, um, you know, the Democrats are angry that ones that had um, envelopes that had been ripped open and then retaped were not counted. I mean, basically, the Democrats want any vote counted, no matter how illegitimate. And so this judge has overturned it. And this is what should have happened in every one of these contested states. It is a lie that you're hearing that that evidence was presented at courts and the courts didn't find fraud. That is not the case. If go. we had more courts like this one actually looking at the evidence and following the law, the law, the Constitution says that state legislators have the right to pass election requirements like how absentee ballots are to be handled. And if if a ballot doesn't follow those laws, it's not to be counted. And you're right. This the, if anybody who tells you that it doesn't change, that these these areas of fraud don't change election outcomes. They absolutely do. And 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 then we've got a case um, in. I know. Uh, let me get this. I know we need to go to a break, but I want to get we've got another no, case here. Yeah, we've got a House of Representatives case. Um, this is a case. Um, uh, it's um, a Republican Congress is turning to, um, let me just go ahead and read it from here. Um, this is a House of Representatives district. Congress is turning to a Democrat candidate's claim that Republican Representative Marionette Miller Meeks was improperly declared the winner of their matchup last fall. Rita Hart, the Democrat, has formally contested her six vote loss. Um, one of the closest in history. Um, so basically, we've got a Democrat who is doing what President Trump is said, that she's saying, this Democrat, that she's the rightful winner. Um, she had, did not take it to any lower courts or follow any of the means of which at the lower state level that you go, if which is what Trump tried to do. Trump tried to do everything at the local level. He tried to follow not just the Constitution, but the state's. The state law. The state law surrounding it. So what has happened is the House Administration Committee gathered virtually Friday afternoon to finalize the process by which it will adjudicate the Democrat Hart's claim, which was filed under the Federal Contested Elections Act. Okay, so apparently everybody was at the rally on January 6th with Trump is a domestic terrorist and insurrectionist for questioning that outcome. But Democrat Hart gets to go to the Democrat-controlled House of Representatives. As long as you're a Democrat, you can contest elections. Exactly. Um, So um, uh, I don't have time to get into all the weeds of of what happened here, but the Republican ranking member of this House um, Administration Committee, he urged the members not to take up the Democrats' contest, warning that it would set a dangerous precedent if they legitimize Hart's decision to appeal to the House before exhausting all remedies. So the Republican ranking member wants her to take it back to the state. Um, she says at the heart of her complaint is that there's 22 ballots that her campaign says were improperly rejected. Doesn't that sound a lot like Trump's complaints? Sounds How very familiar, almost what? identical. What a domestic terrorist insurgent, insurrectionist she is. Um, she says that they um, they have taped videos of voters, and one of which who says, "Oh, this is the one who says she accidentally ripped her ballot envelope while sealing it, and thinks it should count anyway." Right. So um, this has yet to be dealt with. No, I've not heard this in any news anywhere. We've got a Republican who legit won a congressional seat 
who's now facing having her seat taken away from her by the Democrat Party. We're going to follow this as the days go on. We'll be right back. We're going to take a break. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Tomorrow's Friday show. You're going to want to definitely tune in. We've got Congressman Daryl Issa who will be here. We've got Bob Walters who will be back. Um, so, and we'll try to find a little Friday fun in there for you. So, thanks for tuning in tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K Show. And uh, Shea Shellnut. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the giggles. I love you all. Thank you, Skins. Thank you to Tom Carl for being here tonight. Peace out, everybody.